Was yeah. this the first Zelda game that you played, Haley? It was my very first Zelda game, too, which yeah. I think there were some parts of the game that were lost on me that, sure. like, I had to have Jack explain. Like, I was like, oh, a sword. And Jack's like, it's the fucking master sword. <laughs> We are live. Coast to coast. Wow. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, are you able to track where in the country your listeners are? Actually, we can. Yeah, hang yeah, on, hang on. International. Alabama. Let me pull up. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is so cool. I can do that, like, producer thing. I'm going to pull up the, pull oh, up please, the stats yeah. here. Please continue so talking. Curious. Especially because our producer is so useless normally. I know, <laughs> terrible producer. But we do have a global audience. We do. International. I think International. Really? Yeah, yeah. we do. What yeah, other countries do you have? Many. Multiple. I'm going to mm. pull them up right now. Hundreds. Um, thousands. thousands. Millions. All. Of them. I, I love getting the, uh, insight into the inner workings of the lads. It's like, wow. It is. BTS. <laughs> it is I am a BTS queen, as we know. Yes. So. Let's see. Uh, All-time downloads, 1,200. Let's go. Very we nice. Go. Really go. good, honestly. Wow. It's really solid. Mo you know, mo I won't lie. Most of them are from the U.S. 961 from the U.S. Sure. Makes sense. Have, I mean, I don't download most podcasts that I listen to, so well, it doesn't really count streams. streams. Weird. It's yeah. like, oh, it counts streams, too. Co yeah, it combines, like, everything. It's weird. It's, like, sort of an aggregate. So, because basically, because the stats I'm using are Podbean, which is the, the provider that we use, which... Um, pulls all the data from all the different places it's located. Mm. So like Spotify and Apple Music or um, podcasts or whatever. But the problem is each of those count their own metrics differently. Okay. So like some of them, you must listen to a full minute of it. Some it's like you must just press play or so. So yeah. it's a little convoluted. It's not perfect system, but um, Japan uh, Japan is our second biggest country with 5% wow. of our viewers cool. from Japan. I mean, wow. Surprised. Um, <laughs> Australia. UK, oh, well, Sweden, day. Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Canada, A to our Canadian Yeah, I followers. definitely think we need to open this episode with like, hello, konnichiwa. <laughs> yeah. Good day. Good day. <laughs> um, uh, Netherlands, Germany, Austria, Denmark, Singapore, Norway, Russia, Indonesia, India, Brazil, Spain, France, Greece, Iran, Italy, Malaysia, New Zealand, Saudi Arabia. Oh my god! Those are, that's our international audience. There, Damn, we're famous. We're, we're famous. Because because we're all, I'm very. I'm honored to be here. This is so cool. Yeah, is that actually, <laughs> your fee for being on the podcast just jumped. Yeah, <laughs> you I, pay I, us. I should have asked. I told <laughs> my agent. <laughs> Renegotiate my minimum. <laughs> um, uh, it's a good spread. We have all of the the continents there. I think. Yes, we're fully covered continent wise. For Antarctica. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, but uh, I'm gonna go download it on Antarctica. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna fly to Antarctica and, yeah. <laughs> and then fly back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can expense it. Right. Yes. It, it's a write off. It's write off. So you just you, write it off. You write it off. <laughs> <laughs> or did you get your um, uh, Haley? Did you get your uh, passport stuff sorted yet? Uh, I have my appointment on Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. Wow. So wish me luck. Well, don't. don't. <laughs> Look at her. She's got anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, I have to freaking check my passport, Mine's expired. too. I didn't even think about it. Oh, it expires gotta, this year. you got to do that right that. now. Um, do so you also, I don't know if it's for every country, but I know mm -hmm. with certain countries, your passport has to be valid for six months um, after your travel date. So... That is something worth looking into. Also, Dang. you gotta you I gotta definitely that do that ASAP, like immediately. That shit, Jules, so we, we talked about that. Jules' passport took four months to get. Wow! Yeah. So you should definitely. Take I a should look definitely at. do that. Holy crap! Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that. And if it's 
if you are screwed, mm-hmm. I if this works out for me, yeah. my system that I'm using to get my passport in under a month, I will let you know. Okay. So TBD. Okay, but good. I my cousin just did this and he said it worked perfectly. So okay. I'm yeah. For the record, Dang. what is the oh exact God. thing that you're doing? Well, we can't air it because it's, it <laughs> it's, does involve lying to the government. Uh, nice. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot. We, we have Japan, but also the U.S. government. Right. Is a big <laughs> yes. well, the, the you, listeners, you can never be too careful. <laughs> yeah, well, the listeners in Canada work for the embassy. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> no, exactly. They're uh, going to catch me when I cross the border. So. Hey, stop. <laughs> oh, no. Then no we, just, uh, we just lost some Canadian <laughs> viewers. Yeah, I, uh, when I'm in Canada, I'll I'll just carry around like to game flyers and yes. just pass them out to everyone. I Thank see, you. So. We need. I, I was thinking about this. We need stickers. I would oh, love. We a sticker. need stickers. I see people with their like. It's so boring, but it's just like they have their like the Instagram logo and like an at you know like their handle next to it or whatever. Yeah. We can do yeah. better. We can do logo. We can do. We got um, these beautiful. Yeah, logos. and then I'll toss them. I love your logo. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get you to fly mm-hmm. over the yeah, right, uh, and thing. I'll cast invisibility on myself so and, that nobody sees it's me, <laughs> and then throw them out everywhere. We yeah. should definitely do that. Hang this in your window if you support the cause. <laughs> the lads. I will proud. Display Lad's merchandise over all of my water bottles. Heck so yeah, there you go. Tell me when. Tell me okay. when. Yeah, we gotta get it going. Uh, welcome to the Lad's Game Podcast. I'm Lad Robert. I'm Lad Jack. I'm Lad Jimmy. I'm Lass Haley. Whoa, <laughs> special guest. She just jumped in there. She knows. She's here. She's been here. Uh, she hasn't actually, but first time. First time. List. First time. Viewer, long time listener, listener, first time caller. Well, I've listened to my first episodes the last few weeks, so I can't say long time listener, but long time fan of you three as people. Do you want to say how you know us? Um, I am Jack's roommate, Mm -hmm. um, but also been friends for twelve years. And X. And X. He's is my ex as well. (laughs) Yeah. You have to. Don't ask. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Haley, you date men. (laughs) (laughs) For the next forty-five minutes. Definitely not a raging homosexual. Straight for (laughs) sure. For sure. For sure. So anyone out there who's horny for us, you're more than welcome to pursue. As long as it, you know. Is heterosexual. Of course, because none of us are sinners. That would be crazy. No, 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 no. no, no. That's illegal. Uh, Yeah, for the purposes of this podcast, uh, we're all single for sure. (laughs) Just in case there's anyone out here who's desperate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Desperate. Really felt targeted to this half of the table. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was more of a self burn, I guess, than anything. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they'd have to be desperate to go through me. Sure. Okay, Jesus. I speak for yourself. I'm a 10 out of 10, as we've discussed. Right. So, Are you a five lad? Everybody at this table is highly fuckable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will not Yeah, hear I second that motion. I will not hear that. All right? Like, I will we'll be removing all of my <laughs> pictures from the from internet. The lads, yeah. So there's no confirmation of that. Um, so we're here for, uh, I think, a very special episode. No, indeed. This is actually... Well, no, wait. No, that's true. Haley is a special episode. Yeah, I'm sorry. I make this up. I'm sorry. Haley is a special episode. I'm very sorry. This is such a special episode for for a myriad of reasons. Indeed. But um, most importantly is, of course, yes, we have Haley on as a guest. So exciting. Um, so we're here today, uh, a day before the launch of the most, maybe the most highly anticipated game of all time. I, I, I mean, feel like I can say that. It's like, gotta it's be up there for sure. I mean, Breath of the Wild itself was pretty highly anticipated right. alone, but mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's it's got the 
ball rolling right Cause, now. Because sure. Breath of the Wild set that like precedent, and now it's like I, I say, like in terms of like a follow up, like sequel, it just feels in that realm of like everyone is looking forward to this. You know, I right. mean, the day one purchases are going to be yeah. insane. Yeah, I wasn't even. Um, I was kind of off of video games when. Breath of the Wild came out. Like, I didn't get a Switch till 2020, and yeah. so I wasn't in on any of the hype. Why'd you get a Switch in 2020? There's no reason. Um, <laughs> I definitely don't think that I have ever anticipated the release of a video game until this one. I feel yeah. like I've always played games that had been out for a while, and so it's been very fun for me to be like, oh my god, like, counting down the days till a new yeah, game comes yeah. out. Yeah, well, you should, I mean, you should say, too, like, you're, so, like, you're a gamer, Haley, but, like, you know, your relationship with gaming has, like, ebbed and flowed mm-hmm. a lot over the years. Yes. The the short version is I grew up with older brothers, so, like, in my childhood, a lot of time playing on a GameCube, mostly. Mostly Super Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and trying to keep up with two teenage boys, and, of course, that was not going to happen. Um, but always big fans of those games. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I got a Nintendo DS when I was, like, 10, and I was absolutely addicted to it for a few years and then I kind of had a gap in like high school and early college mm-hmm. um, and then I got my Switch and I've been super hardcore back into video games and it's been really fun did you have um, Nintendogs I did oh. that was my first Nintendo DS game I, when I, they, I cannot believe they haven't made oh, a yeah. new yeah, Nintendogs game with the Switch and the they, portability they of the Switch a, they still under investigation <laughs> like how yeah. yeah. many children cried like, and I, like, I had a really really emotionally intense experience when I played yeah. Nintendogs <laughs> so I I'm scared of reliving that but. I, I I played like I had a a Game Boy Color and like an Advance and like an SB, but then after that I was more console. Like I like I had an Xbox for for a while, and mm-hmm. so I had, didn't have Nintendo stuff. I wanted a DS specifically for Nintendogs. Mm. Yeah. It slapped. It, it's it, great. Yeah, so it's that holds a special place in I think all of our hearts for sure. Yeah, but um, we're here today to talk about um, Breath of the Wild ahead of Tears of the Kingdom. Um, it's a game that is a beast. A divine beast, a divine one, yeah. if you will. Save the synopsis to the professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so we just we just want to hop out because we've all played it um, and invited Haley because she hasn't played it. She has played it as well. So we're all here to sort of like talk about our experience with that game and then uh, sort of hope or predict what look we might forward look to, forward to, yeah. what we might accept uh, expect in Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> accept, no, yeah. what, what I will accept. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's the most perfect game that has ever existed. That's anything a, less? That I will receive the most perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> I will not receive anything less. So, um, uh, before we get into it a little bit, Jack, I believe you have something prepared. I sure do. So, again, this one really feels like it deserves the qualifier of if you've been living under a rock <laughs> and you don't know what Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is, Let me tell you, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is a 2017 action-adventure game developed by Nintendo EPD for the Nintendo Switch and (gasps) Wii U. Remember that? We do. Set at the end of the Zelda timeline, the player controls an amnesiac Link as he sets out to save Princess Zelda and prevent Calamity Ganon from destroying Hyrule. Players explore the open world of Hyrule while they collect items and complete objectives such as puzzles or side quests. Breath of the Wild's world is unstructured and encourages exploration and experimentation, and the story can be completed in a non-linear fashion. Great. Perfect. Period. Says it all. Says, <laughs> says, Podcast over. Says everything, says everything you need. Yeah. Um, so actually, let's take a quick break, and then we can I'm come tired. back. Yeah, I'm tired. Oh, that was a lot of work. <laughs> that was so much work. Your intro. <laughs> Reading uh, Hoppy Man. <laughs> uh, stressful. When, we, co- when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about our experiences with Breath of the Wild. Amazing. 
Welcome back. This game Hello. sucks. Could you imagine? <laughs> Breath of the Wild? Yeah. You know, honestly, I I mean, you know, no, it's funny because it's a, it's no secret to um, longtime listeners that I'm not a fan of Zelda. Like, I think I would say, generally speaking, I don't really like Zelda games. Mm-hmm. I understand their like influence and impact and sort of like objective merit, but they've just sort of never connected with me. And I think the main thing of it is because they're like really like puzzle puzzle games, like dungeon crawler mm-hmm. puzzle games. And I just don't like the kind of kind of puzzles that they have, right? Brother the Wild, Wild. I mean, Robert doesn't like good puzzles. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I've said they're nice I, and easy and handheld. <laughs> I've said this a million times. I don't like, I like where the puzzle is, what do you do versus where do you go? And I feel like Zelda puzzles are mostly where do you go? That's mm. that's like my big thing. Um, but anyways. But uh, this game throws that entire right, playbook. Exactly. Are exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, and not, just so many of, I feel like we talked about this with Majora's Mask. It's like so many of the Zelda conventions that you bump against are completely tossed out the window with this game. Yeah, right. I mean, there's a lot more like physics puzzles, physics puzzles in this, right? It's less of like, oh, go to find this room and get the key and bring it back to this yeah. room, which is like a classic Zelda thing, which mm-hmm. again, objectively, I see that works. It just doesn't connect with me. But Breath of the Wild, like, it is a completely different game. I mean, if I feel yeah. like if you reskinned it, it could be a, a different franchise mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I mean, yes, lot Genshin Impact, <laughs> like the <laughs> right. uh, the Phoenix Immortals Rising, like absolutely, like so many different game companies reskinned it, mm-hmm. and we're just like. It's different. You know, the the I mean, impact of Breath of the Wild on every video game afterwards has been immeasurable. We're playing it right now with uh, Jedi. Never mind. I don't want to say that on mic. No, no we've, we've announced it. it. Yeah, it's we've been announced. announced, yeah, announced yeah, we're playing Jedi Survivor. I, Jedi Survivor has literally has shrines that play out just that like that. Is it open world too? It's a uh, kind of no, pseudo. Not really. I thought you were going to say the open world, and I was about to be like, actually, we are in a fight on this podcast. No, it's, it's, no, it's, no, 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 no. The meditation yeah. temple the meditation shrines. And the force rifts or whatever are just like the Zelda shrines. Yeah. The shrines in, uh, in versus the meditation chambers are like, the aesthetics are creepily similar. Very like all those, similar. Like, flat, smooth, sort of futuristic surface yeah, a, yeah. yeah. a lot of a lot of physics puzzles and then you physics get puzzles, to the end roll a ball where there's a, something yeah exactly so <laughs> you know? so it's impact and then you know weirdly too like because i think we've talked to us a lot like breath of the wild was influenced a lot from red dead redemption too mm-hmm. as the yeah. developer says so there's like this chain of things that sort of like led up to this game being like um in the culture of video games yeah. i feel like totally well that's why I like I really bump a lot of the times when people talk about art and they try to talk about like everything's in a vacuum like you know it's like oh like let's not compare these things it's like everything takes inspiration from everything you know yeah. it's like especially video games because it's so dependent on trends mm. you know so many I mean we talked about this a lot with um Horizon 2 and just in general a lot of action adventure games the weapon wheel which Breath of the Wild or sorry Tears of the Kingdom the gameplay footage there's like a weapon wheel. Yeah. Mm. It's like this thing that came out probably in like 2018, 29, like I think whenever Horizon came out. Like, you know. I mean, they've had, they've had a versions of the rep- weapon wheel in a lot of different games. For sure. But like, there's definitely been this like uptick in, mm-hmm. in like the weapon wheel. And I it's like Breath of the Wild both borrowed from and probably did more to like push forward other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like in one swoop. Yeah. Totally. And also too, like I feel like video games and even movies a lot too are so dependent on the technology that's available at the time you know what i mean so when you think of like 
like a novel, like, you know, the way that you structure like your storytelling or writing or whatever, like, you know, it's, you could just do it with a pen and paper, right? But like with video games and, you know, movies, they're borrowing from stuff so often because of like the advances in like technology yeah. that sort of like mm-hmm. help elevate it, right? Like, I mean, famously this game, as you mentioned, it was developed originally for the Wii U. And then mm-hmm. because of where the delays took place and sort of the console mm-hmm. cycle, it's on the Switch 2. Uh, Switch as well. Switch to what? Switch to Switch to Switch to Switch to Switch to Switch to Bye bye bye. I pull my Switch on and break it. But it's weird too because like you know there's we've played Switch games as as lads who have failed from a performance perspective but this is maybe one of the biggest games I've ever played and it mostly runs like butter it's wild how that is like the first Switch game and still the best Switch Mm -hmm. game in terms Mm -hmm. of performance as well as just like the game itself like the Switch really peaked with its very first release and has (laughs) never gotten close to coming to that again like so good I mean it was a big part of the reason I even got a Switch like obviously Animal Mm -hmm. Crossing was a big factor in that um and, you know, certain other global events. But it was just because for years I had just heard everyone be like, this game is so unbelievable. And I I was just so desperate. Like, in a way that, I again, I don't think any other video game had ever, like, come into my periphery in such a strong way where I was like, wow, everyone I know loves this game. Like, Was this the first Zelda game that you played, Haley? It was my very first Zelda game, too, which I think there were some parts of the game that were lost on me that like I had to have Jack explain. Like I was like, oh, a sword. And Jack's like, it's the fucking master sword. And I was like, oh, cool. Cool You know, like I didn't know the Gorons. I didn't know all the the races. So I feel like going back and playing it now that I've played Skyward Sword and I'm just more familiar with the Mm -hmm. world and the canon, there were probably things that would jump out. But I feel like with Tears of the Kingdom, I'm hoping I can get that experience. Interesting that that's your first one because I feel like in many ways... That's a tough one to have be your first one because it might make the other ones hard to play um, in a way. Yeah, just because they're so regressive in terms it's of... It's just so different. Did you I know. I think that was a huge part of my experience with Skyward Sword that I yeah. did enjoy, but I was like, it's, well, certainly no Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Like, but yeah. again, my my brothers are not Zelda people. Mm. So that was a huge influence of in what games I got into. And that's why I feel like I'm so sad that I missed out on all the years of Zelda playing. I think the jury, the jury would be totally out for you until you play either Wind Waker or Twilight Princess, I think, because those ones are structured super similarly to Skyward Sword, but I think that you would vibe with the stories and the aesthetics so much that, Mm -hmm. like, you could probably, I feel like you'd come to a place where it's like, I love Breath of the Wild, but also I do love classic Zelda to the same extent because of these games specifically, because Skyward Mm -hmm. Sword is just, like, not my favorite. And I still had a great time playing it. Like, I'm really not a... I don't think of myself as a very hard critic with video games, so like mm. I'm sure I'd enjoy them all. But very excited. Uh, for this you gotta week. get off this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a hard critic. I'm just I, like, oh yay, video games. <laughs> I so I feel like that a lot uh, recently too. I'm mm. like, man, video games rock because I yes, just I have this like, favorite. as I said earlier, I have this contentious calendar of like not yeah. having so many things to play, and I'm just like, wow, they're we're top top of our game. At any here. given moment, I just want to be lying flat with. I don't want like too much to sit up. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I want the neck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's it's interesting though because like I I feel like Breath of the Wild is a weird one to come into the franchise because it was only my second Zelda game. I yeah. played Twilight Princess first, and then I played um, Breath of the Wild, and I like, kind of remember liking Twilight Princess, but I was like a little bit younger, so I don't have too much of a memory of it. Um, but like you know, for people that were just 
getting into Animal Crossing, for instance, like I feel like obviously the technology of uh, New Horizons is a lot better, but it operates very similar to the other one. So I feel like in theory, as long as you can get over the hurdle of like maybe the graphics or whatever, I feel like you can revisit any Animal Crossing game if you mm-hmm. like New, New Horizons and still have a good time. Oh, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Definitely. Whereas Definitely. Breath of the I, I don't think that's the case. If you came into Breath of the Wild and be like, oh, I really love Breath of the Wild. I feel like, you know, the, especially like the 2D like ones like you. Yeah. You might not like it's that. You know? It's just they're totally different styles of game. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's Zelda, it's apples and oranges. It's apples and oranges. And I think there's still I think honestly the interesting thing about Breath of the Wild is that it's like the one thing that it doesn't have that I think a lot of like Zelda hardcore fans missed is like traditional dungeons. Mm-hmm. And I think that is kind of like the only sticking point that kind of makes it like we can't throw, we're not going to throw out all these other games because yeah. <laughs> like those dungeons are just so incredible, you know? Yeah. And the the scary rumor is that, I mean, I'm happy about it, but the rumor is that Tears of the Kingdom does have traditional dungeons. Which is great. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just shuddered. I'm like, oh the, God. The, the you just shuddered and, and I just came. So, yeah. like, you know, the closest they get is Hyrule Castle in Breath of the Wild. And even is, that's not really because it's so, you can just crawl up the walls, you know? True. Like you that's, can just get anywhere you that's need what, to. I, like, you have to uh, give my them credit the that they really just let you walk and crawl over Anything. It's amazing. And no matter how boy, much let it, me tell you that I took advantage of that. <laughs> just crawl oh, it's on all it's, fours. It's like, <laughs> I'm not going to fight anyone if I can help it. Right. <laughs> it's so genius the way that they're like, the way that they made that game accessible to everybody is mm-hmm. by giving players so much freedom to do whatever the fuck yeah. they wanted that it doesn't rely on like, oh, there's like this challenging skill gauntlet where like if you can't do this, you're kind of stuck. It's mm-hmm. like, no, if, you, if you're having a hard time with the Lionel or if you're having a hard time with this boss or this, you know, shrine or whatever, just go do something else, yeah. you know? And it just makes it accessible to everybody. You never hit that, like, rage quit point you because you can always, there's a million other things to explore. Yeah, completely. It's it's really, like, the epitome of, like, choose your own adventure in a lot of ways that I feel like makes video games so, like, remarkable is, like, having the opportunity to sort of approach it in any way that you want to and, like, skip things. And I feel like there's so many... Um, things that I see like in little clips of the game even today where I'm like I didn't even know that existed you know what I mean and that's like uh, really incredible sorry jeez <laughs> hmm? Jimmy just closed the window and I think it sucked the air out of the, the room really? a little oh bit I feel no, like I it mean, hard uh, reset my brain somehow <laughs> if you were hearing screaming children um you may not have... If Those are just the kids that Jimmy's kidnapped, and don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. They're fine. I feel like They're we, fine. They're screaming of joy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, it's, it's all right, Captain. They're just happy. <laughs> I, I, will, I'll, I still have to mix this, so it's possible you won't hear it, and we'll just sound crazy. But if you do happen to hear kids, it's because it's getting hot. And kids and are at the kids pool. Kids are at the pool. <laughs> totally fine. Can, can, I, can I say as well, um, I feel like this game has the best uh, tutorial of any video game of genius. all time. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. genius. It is it is so so genius that they just throw you into that little sandbox which is massive when you first all start by itself. And then by the end of the game it's nothing obviously mm-hmm. by comparison but they really just let you like figure things out which is so much well, fun. The, the best video games hide the tutorials, you know, mm-hmm. and they don't make it feel like a tutorial and you're mm-hmm. just sort of like going through it as if like you would 
you would normally and they also have the benefit of being like oh you've woken up and you don't remember everything which mm-hmm. like makes sense within the story but is also really effective in terms of like learning how to play because like so and it's interesting we'll see what happens in uh choose the kingdom but like some a lot of sequels suffer from the fact that it's like oh any like upgrades you got in the first one you kind of have to like take them away again yeah, yeah. you know to make it make sense which from a progression I standpoint i don't really mind that in no games. i like but i i know what you mean it's like such a tough narrative sell yeah my understanding based on like the teasers and stuff that they've shown is that it seems like there's some sort of event at the beginning like that that very first trailer when they were like announced that the sequel to breath of the wild mm-hmm. is in development like, they clearly, Zelda and Link are, like, bopping around where they shouldn't and poking their nose. <laughs> yeah. And, like, something happens. And clearly, like, you know, they suffer some sort of blow. So, I, mean, like, I, think, I need to know what's going on with this messed up arm. That is, I'm <laughs> so curious. Yeah. Well, it's, it's... And the Master Sword's all fucked up, too. There's so many. There was um uh not to talk about the New York Times because turfs, but like <laughs> there was they did a whole piece on um like a giant retrospective of the Zelda franchise and like why it's been so impactful and blah blah blah. And they were talking about like Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild, obviously. And one of the things they were sort of getting at was just sort of like the way that people obsess over this these trailers like that there's like 45 minute to an hour youtube videos analyzing every frame Mm -hmm. being like what the fuck is that hand like what's going on with this hand what's going on here like you know and playing it backwards to see if there are clues and the music and like Mm -hmm. trying people trying to translate the hieroglyphs like Mm -hmm. you know and it's like there's very few franchises that garner this level of rabid obsession mm-hmm. you know where people are just i mean i remember with breath of the wild with the lead up to it i was just insufferable like you know it's like it was crazy i need to be put down <laughs> well they're, they're so they're so sparing with their story that the little crumbs that they leave yeah. it, it makes people want to like really hyper analyze each little thing that comes mm. out for sure yeah. yeah um i really think the highlight of the game for me is for sure the shrines we've already talked about it a yeah, little bit yeah. but like the the physics puzzles in there and sort of just this thing that doesn't really need like it has a narrative place in the game but doesn't really need to exist in it it's sort of mm-hmm. a way for you to like play around and again also sort of acts as a tutorial for a, a lot of times you know yeah. for different abilities or like enemies and stuff like that it's like such a smart thing to do mm-hmm. Um, and it's and they're scattered everywhere and you can sort of do as many or as little as you want. Mm-hmm. I love as well that they they have so many different purposes because one, it's fun doing the puzzle. Uh, two, you get the little uh, power up tier at yeah. the end that you mm-hmm. can use to, to boost your stats. And then three, you also get a teleport. Uh, platform yeah, yeah. as perfect, well perfect reward for, yeah, the, for completing it made it so feel great. really worth it to do them but mm-hmm. then also if there was one I think there were a few along the way that I was like you know I'm not having particularly fun time figuring this one out mm-hmm. and just didn't do and it wasn't like oh no I didn't do that one shrine right. but yeah. everyone you did complete was an extra little bonus mm-hmm. treat. does anybody have like a favorite shrine because I have one there was one, um, I don't know if I can say with certainty it's my favorite, but I do remember it. Um, or it's just the, like a specific memory. Of, they're the two that are on top of the twin That's my favorite, cliffs. the constellation one. And how you yeah. need to use the two of them to figure out the collective puzzle is really good. That's my oh, favorite. Yeah. That blew my goddamn mind. Like, <laughs> I was like, that is, because honestly, quick thing, like that is what I love about the traditional Zelda dungeons is the fact that the puzzle solving makes you go from, you have to remember what's in one room and Mm -hmm. take that knowledge with you to the next room. Mm -hmm. You can't just 
solve it in the room. You know, you have to like have an understanding of the space and like an intentionality behind it that makes it just so satisfying when you get it. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> I am not I alone. So I am not alone in this. This is, a, this I, I, is genius puzzle design. I see, uh, no, I totally see the the objective merit of that. I just, I find it, I like, I like things to be a little more siloed, I guess. For sure. <gasps> Uh-oh. Phones off, everybody. <laughs> Silence your cell phones. What is that? Uh, thankfully, they wouldn't have heard that. It's just coming through. The- Anyways. Um, oh, oh, that was just coming through the headphones? Yeah, it was. Well, it's coming from my computer, but the it's not recording the sounds. Oh, so, so now I sound crazy. 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 Yeah. Oh. Yeah. First the kids, Jack, now the what noise? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I really like the, the the exact opposite of what you're talking about <laughs> is the the puzzle where you have to like keep the ball steady and move it through the maze. Oh, those are collectively oh. the, mm. the least favorite ones in the community. But did anybody do the thing it. where you flip it upside down and yeah. just yeah. Every time. On a flat surface. Every time. Uh, that I do love with a number of those shrines that you can basically just bullshit your your way through them sometimes. Um, like any of the ones where you had to uh, use the like, what is it, telekinesis, where you like freeze the thing and then you hit it to oh, yeah. give it energy. Oh, the static. Yeah. Yeah. I love doing that to like fly over the puzzle itself yes. and just skip it altogether. That's the genius of it. And it sounds like Tears of the Kingdom is leaning into that even more. Thank God. You know, it's the it's only like, way I beat that game. No, that's <laughs> the genius of that game. There's so many things that are so regressive in games where it's like, you know, oh, this character can like fly over this and fly over that, but actually not that one. You can't, you know, the game mm-hmm. will just decide in its design, this obstacle you can't climb over or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just because it's not designed that way. And it's so ambitious and <laughs> remarkable that they were able to build such a complex game where you can just, like you said, climb over anything and just fuck with it and be like, oh, I'm not supposed, that was definitely not how I was supposed to solve it, but like yeah. it worked and the game does not punish you. They're like, no. great, great thinking. That is definitely my favorite thing about this game is just that there are a million ways to cook an egg because I am not as experienced with video games and don't have the technical skill that a lot of challenges of this game could be accomplished with, like especially a lot of the combat. (laughs) And And the final boss. And the final boss. Um, Famously, I never learned how to ride the horses. (laughs) (laughs) I just was like, I don't like it. I'm not doing it. Just walking with the light. I just, I teleported everywhere. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Link had gams of steel yeah. <laughs> those, those buns were twice um, well they're always tight yeah that's okay. true yeah, that is true um, so it was really freeing and friendly to me that the game wasn't demanding that of me it was like if you don't want to fight these guys and you can fly around them or climb this cliff or whatever that's also fine or if you want to bullshit your way through this shrine as long as you get some solution yeah. to it and it made me feel um I think that was what was so addictive to me about it was that it didn't feel intimidating. It felt like I can figure a way out of any problem. True sandbox. True true sandbox sandbox without needing to be able to hit the right buttons and the right combination Mm -hmm. with the right timing. It's like, no, I can find the way that works for me to accomplish the task. And it's never like it doesn't feel like a challenge. Like it still always feels like challenging. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It's like choose your own challenge. Yeah, yeah, mentally rewarding when you, even if you do BS something, to be like, oh, I figured out how to BS it. Yeah. Um, I think with all three of the labyrinths, you know, the labyrinths that they have on the edge on the map, Every single one, I walked on top of it 
and looked down mm. yeah. to find the the drop in point. I don't, I never did the maze how you're supposed to do. <laughs> but it. you're still yeah. kind of doing the maze because you still have to look for it. Sure, you know, true. It was challenging it. in its in, in its own way, mm-hmm. but uh, very fun. N- Nintendo always invites you to sort of break their games. I yeah. think in a lot of ways. I mean, I think there's the whole speed running community. You know, finding glitches and bugs and stuff like that. It's it's so cool. Like it is. It's like really using the medium to its fullest advantage by allowing people to do that yeah. and not restricting it is like such a good idea and so having you know the new like you can fuse this fish to your like baton or whatever is like happening like I'm so we excited talk yeah. about it more when we get into like talking about Tears of the Kingdom specifically but when I watched that gameplay presentation and they introduced the fuse ability I know I texted this to you guys but I was literally like those freaks yeah. <laughs> like there's such freaks at Nintendo like who thinks like that? Like, that mm. is just such a, like, if I was a game designer, like, not the principal developer or anything, <laughs> but if I was just, like, someone who had to be doing, like, the grunt who's, like, doing all the coding and animations and whatever, I'd be like, oh, my God, this is, like, you just created a nightmare on every <laughs> level. Like, we have to figure out how every object in this game would fuse <laughs> together in, like, I mean, I don't know, what are those um squares you do? Not, like, the punnett squares, but, like, those things you do for probability in school, you know, where you figure out how many combinations. Oh, yeah. of those I mean, it's got to be like millions. Yeah. Because it's like. There's every, so many objects. It's every yeah. single object in theory, you confuse to every other object. I think there are some limitations on it. No, but no, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, the only limits are going to be so amazing. Don't say that. That's what's real to me. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's just like, it's so, there's such freaks. Anyway. Um, I really also like kind of off of that the fact that you don't actually have to do any of the Divine Beasts if you don't want to. I know. Like, that's, like, it's it's so cool. Again, and, you know, having everyone approach each one in a different order, I think, is yeah. really cool, yeah. too, mm-hmm. so everyone has kind of, like, a different experience with that. It's also really they smart t- because, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. But I was going to say that they, um, they did not fall into the trap that I know we've talked about before with a lot of open worlds where they have an open world, but there's no license or justification to explore it. Mm, Um, With the simple, you know, your first task getting off of the plateau Mm -hmm. and the King of Hyrule is like, yeah, like you could go right to Ganon, probably best if you prep, (laughs) just saying. And that, that little like out of like, yeah, like you take your time, explore, become more powerful um, allows you to explore that entire map and it always makes yeah. narrative sense. Well, just the simplicity it. of just putting the four divine beasts in four corners of yep. the map, give or take, like it just makes it so easy yeah. to get everywhere. There's so much. I'm just like remembering as I'm I'm going through this too, like how many little non-necessary or essential things you can do. Like I'm thinking of the forest that's all blacked out. You, you know that one little challenge area? Forest it's like this out. pitch black forest. You have to carry lanterns through that's it to find the way through. It has a master sword. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But even that one, I love that forest. I'm yeah. very cool. Yeah. Probably I'm thinking one of my the favorite little... Zelda puzzles of all time with the following the embers. Yes. There's a, um, I had my I favorite moment, I think, of the whole game had to do with that I don't know what you're talking about, but you may be thinking of some different Yeah, that's where you get the Because I remember the master sword with the little embers, but there's one where it is fully in the dark and you cannot see without lighting the torches as you go. Hmm. And maybe, I gotta look at this map. Well, okay, well you looked that up, what were you saying, Haley? I was saying that, um, just talking about the open world and the the freedom, like the delight of Mm. finding random things that you weren't expecting to find. I think my favorite one of those was the Master Sword because I have such a clear memory of walking on some mountain 
And I looked over and I saw this like misty forest. And I was like, what the hell's going on over there? Mm -hmm. And like, I'm going to go check it out. And then when it resets you at the beginning of the forest, I was like, what the hell is this? It was like just the excitement I felt and just like the, oh my God, I stumbled onto something so cool and unique and different than the rest of the game. That is Mm. the perfect emotion to describe exploration in this game is big smile on your face. What the hell is this? Yeah, I couldn't be be more excited. Just what the fuck? It's like, I I don't know the name of it, but the like dragon that is like the first time the first time I saw a dragon, I literally was like, it's a dragon. Like, I think most of us are people who really enjoy adventure stories Mm -hmm. and, you know, quests. And I feel like that's the closest I've ever come to that feeling of being like, I'm on a quest, you know, like I'm just coming across amazing things out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I think the most exciting discovery on my journey was, um, I think it's called Eventide Island. Yes. Eventide um, was the other one. Because I, I, it was pretty much the same thing where I was on a big cliff and I was like, what the fuck is that over there? It's <laughs> like a little island over there. And I was like, I'm going to find a way to get over there. And I think I used uh, the freeze crinosis or whatever to like <laughs> hop along the water to get out to it. Oh, man. And then when I landed on it and when it was like, you know, takes all your items away. I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's the same vibe. It's just so like, ooh, you know. That Did one's fun. I, I figured it out. So it is separate from the Korok Forest. It's okay. above it, though, on this map. I guess I didn't Audience, do it. you can see, of course. Um, okay. It's called Shrouded Shrine. Oh. And it's in the dark. You have to, in order to get oh, your it is way, a shrine. It's a, I guess there's a shrine in there. Um, it's fully in the dark. You have to light up um, torches as you go. And then eventually it, it ends and you have to fight a Henox that's asleep in the center. Oh. And you can like only see its eyeball. You can't see the whole oh thing. Oh my God, I definitely didn't do this. It's no, so, so cool. Yeah, see, um, this is, it's like, a, you know, a magic. The, that's how about magic. the um, Leviath? The Leviathans? Oh, the, with the skeletons. Yeah. yeah. The one where you have oh. to roll a snowball down the hill to bust open the door for the Yeah, oh, yeah the maybe Those like, were super fun. The, those were yeah. fun. Oh my God. There's just so much in this game. And it's some, it's like, you know, I, I've said this a lot, but I feel like if I played Skyrim right now, I would freak out. And I like yeah. for the first time, because it was so overwhelming to me, like how much is going on. It just doesn't seem like something that would appeal. Breath of the Wild sort of like it goes it's it's almost so big that it goes beyond that because I have this peace knowing that there's no way on yeah. this earth that I will ever be able to do everything yeah, 900 Koroxies yeah like, like I feel like get, they literally troll you if you go for them because you get like a poop if you golden get them all, like you get a little golden poop, it's like, fuck you, why'd you do this? Like, I mean, this is crazy. It's been a bit since I've looked, but I'm pretty sure I spent 80 hours on the game. And I feel like I beat, like the whole time I was like, I'm kind of, I'm going to do, of course, all of the um, the Divine Beasts. I'm going to do is I'm going to get the Master Sword. I'm going to do as much as I can and like try and like, I did all of the... Um, the photographs or the memories yeah, or the whatever, memories. which uh-huh. I'll, I'll talk about this in a second. I feel like that should have been required, but uh, feel all the all that stuff, and then I'm gonna go to to Clement again, and I'm gonna beat the game. And I was like, okay, like I maybe I don't know, maybe that took like 40 hours or something like that. And I look, it's like 80 hours playtime. I'm like, oh fuck, like, yeah. and, and I and I still have so much to explore mm-hmm. and uncover with that game. And and so the the notion that like I can't beat it and like there's not really a right way to yeah. do it is like very freeing um, so that the overwhelming isn't too bad. Well, I think it's, um, I think it's GameSpot, the YouTube channel. Like they still do videos that are like 10 more things you didn't know about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. They still have like videos where it's like, you can actually, did you know you could do this if you combine? Mm-hmm. Like there's so much in that game that people are still figuring out. And like right. um, to your point earlier, Robert, about speedrunning, like people are still figuring out 
tricks to speed run mm. that game, you know, right. and like it's crazy to watch. So it's like it's such an interesting I, I sandbox. Think it's beautiful. It's like life. It's like whatever you do get to experience yeah. is magical and it's <laughs> part of your specific journey with the game. But I like hearing you talk about that one that we didn't do. I'm like, that sounds really cool. But I weirdly don't feel like sad that I didn't do it because I'm like, I experienced so many really cool yeah, shrines. Yeah. I'm sure there are people who didn't do those specific things I did. And I think that is a big part of the beauty of it. Yeah, so definitely. something about it feels like, you know, everyone is going to have a different experience versus like, I know sometimes with video games that we've probably even talked about it on the podcast. It's like, well, you get out of it what you put in. And like, that is true here. But sometimes I feel like that is almost like pejorative in a way I where agree. I like, I'm like, uh, like I maybe I just don't have the time to do that. And I feel so bad that like I maybe I want to put more into it, but I can't. But I never felt that with Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Like I always felt like, yes, of course I could do more. But this is this mm-hmm. was Robert's experience with Breath of the Wild. It's mm-hmm. almost like, you know, Breath of the Wild, like Colin, the Robert journey. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like and, and so that what to, I agree with you completely, Haley. Like I don't feel sad that I missed them. Like that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that is so great that someone else had, you know, the, the Jimmy journey, you know. Yeah. Definitely. Well, the most genius trick that this game pulled, and whoever wrote this, like whichever writer or developer put this line in, like you're fucking genius. Um, is the I think obviously this is done with like the assumption that most people will play at least a little bit of the main story, if not get every memory, every whatever, you know. But when you go into the final boss, um, and you're in the second round of it, and you're on the horse. And uh, <laughs> if you're on the if horse, you're on the horse. Yeah. if you're one of the lucky few, yeah. <laughs> not in the Haley journey, not in the Haley journey, too much yeah. for my blood. But um, when you're and you're on the horse and you get the bow, um, and Zelda is like says like you know you may not be at a point like where you've collected all your memories or gotten all your power back, um, but it's okay because courage need not be remembered, and it's like it's just the perfect catch-all line to like no matter where anybody is in their journey. The point of this, the story of Breath of the Wild is that Link, as a character, it doesn't matter how strong he is, it doesn't matter how much he understands about, like, what is going on in this world or, like, what he's managed to accomplish, but, like, his best quality is, like, his unbridled bravery, and, like, that's what the Zelda franchise is so much about, is, like, bravery as just, like, a pure virtue, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just genius. Like, no matter where the fuck you are in the story... You could that line grants you the permission to be like this is still just as climactic of a battle no matter how much you put into this how little how you know and it's it's just so smart you know uh, yeah. I didn't even know that they had that line that's super cool you don't so, oh my god you don't remember that line nice. I don't remember that line do they say it if you have all the memories you say it they, it's just it's in the boss battle no matter what you just say wow. she says if you you may not be at a point like where you haven't you know gotten all your memories yet but it doesn't matter because courage need not be remembered and I that's great. the phrase yeah. courage need not be remembered I was like. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting a tattooed on my forehead. Like, I was like, beautiful. can they do that? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Uh, well, I feel like that's a great way to sort of wrap up our Breath of the Wild section. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about what we hope, uh, what we hope for Tears of the Kingdom. This episode of the Lads Who Game podcast is sponsored by the Spore Store, located just inside of the Great Deku Tree. For all your mushroom needs, remember, there's no score like more spores from the Spore Store. And after you've scarfed down your mushrooms, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow the lads on Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, and Twitter at Lads Who Game. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Hi. Whoa. <laughs> Easy. We had a nice nap in between. Oh. Yes. Yeah. yeah what did everyone stretch. do during the break? I did a hundred push-ups. Yeah, yeah. I did a hundred push-ups. Jimmy, what'd you do? Um, I wrote my thesis. Oh, oh nice. What's yeah. your thesis? What was the thesis? Um, why Breath of the Wild is amazing. Oh, why'd you do it after the podcast? <laughs> um, what'd you do, Robert? I didn't do anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just sat in I silence, sat in silence staring at a wall. for uh, two weeks. <laughs> the time, two weeks. Yeah, the time between these breaks. <laughs> yeah, I did like five push-ups a day. <laughs> um, I think we made that exact joke. <laughs> and you know what? It's still funny. It's still yeah, but you didn't have good. my input. Yeah, so. sure. we didn't have your laughter. Exactly. <laughs> I think the only difference was what I think you said. I ran like twenty miles. That and I remember making split, that joke. Split, I'm always extra. I'm very fit on my breaks. In yes. Yeah, you you can't tell, but Jack is shirtless with a six pack and constantly doing sit ups in between. God, I when wish. He's not yeah, it's a lot of work for Robert to edit all the times that Jack goes, "My guns." <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just hear my muscles like flexing. Yeah, <laughs> the, light, the blood pumping through them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so. Uh, for Tears of the Kingdom, I, I I would like to start and sort of say what I'm most looking forward to in terms of like mm-hmm. maybe some changes from the original. Yeah, traditional dungeons, right? <laughs> is uh, no puzzles at all. <laughs> Hack and slash. Hack and slash, maybe. No, um, uh, I really Racing sim. want to have more. <laughs> they, have the yeah. <laughs> they have Actually, the motorcycle. They have the motorcycle in the DLC. Like like, I, that's what some of my favorite parts of like, um, is it majority? Or Ocarina of Time, the horse racing. Yeah, like, the horse racing. Like, anyways, yeah. Um, no, I'm more looking forward to more story stuff. And like, I because I feel like I mentioned, I think that um, I wish that the memories were all required because mm-hmm. I feel like, although, yes, you do not need to know the memories to complete the story. And I, you, what you said was, you know, it's profound that message that you don't need to Thank have you. everything. Um, I mean, you didn't come up with it, but. Um, <laughs> no, but me explaining it was really, really <laughs> profound. Um, I recognize that it was wise. <laughs> I identified it. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I do feel like the game for me is immensely improved by having that knowledge. For sure, yeah. And so, like, you know, that's something that with, like, Majora's Mask, for instance, or Ocarina of Time, even though I really don't like playing those games, I think the story of it is, like, so cool. And so Breath of the Wild, it felt like it removed a lot of that for me in terms of, like, the overarching stuff. So the memories are cool. I wish it was, like more mandatory and I know in Tears of the Kingdom it seems like there's also going to be more voice acting like that's mm-hmm. kind of what it feels like a little bit at least off the trailer I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they like improve like that I'm, part one, of it. I'm wondering so much if it is more or if they're just showing us all 30 minutes of right. cutscenes yeah. that they have. You've seen it all. That's, yeah. That's You've already seen it all. Could be, yeah. yeah. I mean, with with Nintendo, there's just always gameplay first, you know, mm-hmm. which I think is probably a better approach in general, but it's tricky. I think that it it is interesting how I do feel like there are Zelda, not all Zelda stories are like created equal. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the games I think have some of the most like beautiful stories. Twilight Princess and Wind Waker in particular, like my two favorites purely in terms of narrative beats. Like, I just think they're so interesting and the characters are so memorable and, you know, those stories really, like, impacted me emotionally. And Breath of the Wild, to your point, I actually think the story really works for what it is, but I feel you, it does not, it does not hit in that same way because it's pretty spare, mm-hmm. which is totally by design, but um, it's pretty straightforward. I also feel like my um, my only wish, I don't mind that it has a, a 
more spare story mm-hmm. again because I feel like you create so much of the story For yourself. Sure. Yeah. But I do wish that um, I don't know how they would have implemented this, but like getting the memories in such a non-linear fashion. And I played the game over the course of a few months. Mm. So it meant that each time I got a memory, I was kind of like, I don't really know where this fits in. And so it, by the time that I, I felt like I had to read what the actual story was that the memories created because (laughs) I was just like, it was, it was too hard for me to piece it together. I definitely remember at the end, maybe before getting the, the last secret memory or afterwards. But I remember at one point before finishing the game, rewatching them all in order just to get a sense of what the story was. And it's so much better. I did that to prep for this and I was feeling really emotional watching Mm -hmm. them all in order, but it didn't hit the same way in the game. Yeah. yeah. Like I, if I think back to like Breath of the Wild and I'm looking, I'm like, okay, I know I did this and then I did this and then I went to this town. I, I, I like, I know the order of events, but I'm not exactly sure like what the story behind this divine beast was in my head, if I can recall it. I think it's just because it's so sparse and that's what it wants to do. And that's mm-hmm. like totally fine. It'd be cool for me to see a little bit more of that. Well, I think I, that I would, hope that more of Tears of the Kingdom story takes place in the present. You know, like Breath of the Wild, again, by totally by design, mm-hmm. the story is all taking place in the past. You know, like right. present day Link, the only thing he does is meets the King of Hyrule, meets Impa, meets Zelda. Right. Yeah. You know, like there's no actual plot happening. I mean, I guess the closest thing you can make an argument for is like getting the other, the new champions involved, you know, right. like if you do the Divine Beasts and everything. But yeah. even that's pretty light, you know, yeah. so... It would be cool to see the main story unfold as opposed in in the actual playing of the game and yeah. not just be like, and now we're up to speed. Dang, I think- is Breath of the Wild story just one big training montage? Is that like it's in? Is that- that- that's- <laughs> I feel like that's uncharitable I mean there's there's obviously there's like smaller moments within that that Mm -hmm. are really cool and there's little like you know side you know quests for lack of a better term within Breath of the Wild that Mm -hmm. have their own individual stories that are great and like fun or cute or sad or like whatever it's just that overarching thing feels almost like not relevant in a lot of ways which is fine because of what it is but I think it'd be cool if they added some sort of element I am really hoping um, that Tears of the Kingdom keeps the exploration alive because, and I know this has been talked yeah. about a lot, not just by us, but by everyone who's waiting for this game, that it seems like they're using the same map. Um, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that's like now up in the sky, but I think still we're not certain what the ground floor looks like. Um, and I think one of my favorite parts about Breath of the Wild, it's huge map, of course, but if you just stick to the main story, um, including the Divine Beasts, there are whole provinces that you don't have to go to. Yeah. Like Faron is completely optional um, as one small example. Yeah. And that was so fun to dive into these little side things that were completely optional. I mean, huge chunks of, of, of gameplay things. Um, and I'm hopeful that they maintain that in some way, whether it's underground stuff or maybe this above yeah. ground or uh, like the in the air stuff islands, is even bigger yeah. than we are able to tell. But I yeah. feel like it's underground. A lot of people have been talking about how there's a lot of gameplay footage where they're, he's very clearly underground. Yeah. And I think that's where they added it. Even though I think the Sky Islands for sure have a lot going on in terms of exploration mm-hmm. and experimentation, I think like 
they have added a ton underground. They have that one um, area in Breath of the Wild, and the name escapes me. It's it's in that big like gorge, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah if I you know go to the bottom about. and then to the end of it, there's, there's a, like a big cave, a yeah. cave with like a billion guardians yes, in it. Yes, I loved like that. that. That was one of my other favorite surprises I discovered. Yeah, where they all started training their lasers on me. Yes. I was like, <laughs> Wait, is that the is that the where you fall in from the maze? That's a different thing. Uh, no, it's no, not the labyrinth not one. Yes. Okay, and I think it might even be called a temple or something it's not a temple in a traditional sense but um i'm wondering if like to your point about having more things underground if it'll like branch off i did actually read something that was um one of the developers was saying that a lot of even though i think they will still have exploration elements for sure one of the things they said about this game was that tears of the kingdom is less about exploration and more about experimentation Mm. which i think is a cool move to take it and i agree i do hope that they keep some of that alive because i do think Nobody does this. They've just proven that, like, they understand what's fun about exploration in mm-hmm. video games, you know? So I hope there's still some new stuff to discover. They said there's going to be new towns and stuff, so... Well, I think an easy fix to this without having to, like, literally add pieces of territory to the map, which doesn't make sense, like, from a story no, no. Yeah. position anyway, um, is just, like, passage of time. Now, you know, settlements and New expanded. settlements. Yeah. Like, yeah. That would be great. Yeah. So, and Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm actually, like, when I heard that it was seem- seemingly the same map for the most part, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I had, like, the sort of, like, comfortability of that. Mm-hmm. And, like, and so, yeah, I, I think I read something similar. It's more, like, experimentation than expression. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. I, again, me. I think that fuse ability is going to keep us nice and busy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I saw that clip of them, like, adding stuff to make a boat to propel. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the fuse and ultra hand <laughs> are, like, like, they're doing Nintendo Labo again. But just in the game again, they're they're fucking freaks. Like, what is oh, wrong with them? Like, there. where are they? Like, what on earth are you talking about? Like, just gonna put a bunch of shit everywhere, and I can turn it into a spaceship? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why? Like, just from the start? Like, you know, it's so unhinged. But God, I love them. Like, God, love them. <laughs> uh, any any last thoughts about um, Choose the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild, anything like that? What we're excited for. We're so excited for it. I'm so hyped. Yeah. Can't gonna... wait to play. Can't wait for it to take me two years to finish. But, you <laughs> I know, know, I feel I like I've got an odyssey ahead of me. I can't wait for so many days in our apartment and just both of us silently on our switches. <laughs> 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 Like, it'll be so much fun. You're, you're up at 4 a.m. and you just see Haley's online. Oh, I mean, it, that's Uh-oh. like peak pandemic with yeah. like Animal Crossing, where oh it was just God, like yeah. every time I logged into Animal Crossing, nine friends yeah. are playing Animal yeah. Crossing. I love that Animal Crossing story. It's probably my favorite friend thing from the pandemic, where oh. we had at that time it was like 15 of us yeah. who were routinely oh doing gosh, our game yeah. nights on Zoom. And I was at Shelby's house and I had my Switch, of course. And I hopped onto Animal Crossing to sell some fruit, and I saw like we fucking twelve of the fifteen <laughs> people who, in five minutes, were due on a Zoom. Yeah, all on Animal Crossing, <laughs> frantically selling turnips. <laughs> yeah, so insane. I will never forget. Uh, my favorite version of that story is logging on in the morning because I was like working at the time still, and logging on really quickly in the morning before work to sell turnips or whatever. And then I logged off. And when I logged on, I saw Shelby on. And then mm-hmm. I logged off, did my whole work day, and I came back and Shelby was still on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, right. I'm, I'm really excited to play this uh, like with someone live because I, I played Breath of the Wild. And uh, you too, Haley. Like, yeah. yeah. Play, play I wasn't a part of the story. hype. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. so play, playing it together is, is going to be fun. And I will not be able to keep the secret of how I feel about the game until the end of it, which I think yeah. is fine. We haven't well, talked about it. Well, first of all, we it. should also 
say that we're not sure we're playing this yet. That's true. Because we're hoping or- the Oracle will. Right. Yeah, the Oracle yeah. needs to reveal yeah. our plan. She's not. Right, you have preemptively bought the game, yeah. but hoping. the Oracle has Praise. not given you permission to play it yeah. yet. The spy has it on standby. <laughs> yeah. we're, okay. we're, still, we're still deep in Jedi Survivor, so once we finish mm. that, the Oracle will decide mm-hmm. what we're doing right. next. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Yes. That, is, that is my favorite. You will, yeah. you will play Pokemon. <laughs> no! Please, God, no. <laughs> you will play Gardening Sim 4. No. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, do we do sign-ups for these normally? We, do, we don't know. I guess we can't. Well, thank Let's, you. Thank you, Haley, for joining. Thank you so much for having me. This was lovely. Oh, are we signing off right now? We're signing off. Oh, yeah. Get on the program. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah. Pay attention. Where, where can uh, everyone find you? You can't. What's <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't. <laughs> but it was a joy to be here. <laughs> so glad to, that you came on. It's so much fun. Maybe, maybe, maybe me. if the timing works, because it's going to take us forever, the timing works out, you know, maybe you can yeah, come, back, come on yeah, and sure. chat about uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I will as come well. back anytime. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Don't swear. Yeah. Heck yeah. Thanks for listening to the Lads Who Game podcast. Be sure to subscribe and give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're looking for more Lads content, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Lads Who Game, and head to our website, ladswhogame.com, for write-ups, ratings, and guest essays. You can also check us out on our Twitch channel to watch us stream our current game, Fortnite, RuneScape, and more.